Hello, welcome to Living La Vida Lockdown, the online comedy chat show hosted by me, Rob Mulholland. I hope you're very well. I hope you've had a really exciting weekend. Lots of fun. Enjoy your 20 minutes exercising. <laughs> Isn't it brilliant? <laughs> I've fully gone mad this weekend. Uh, but to cheer me up and you, uh, I'm, I'm dead excited about this one today. Just got a couple of like really good mates on today. Uh, these are guys that I have uh, known for like proper long time in comedy. I really love these guys, so it's going to be a good one today. Uh, to my side, we have got Raul Coley. How are you doing, mate? Hello, I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good, lad. Good to see you, bud. And below me, we've got Jay Hanley. How are you doing, mate? Hello, mate. I'm very well. Yeah. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Nice. Like, uh, let's say, like, Raul is probably, like, Raul I met at my proper first gig. Was that the Great Yorkshire Fringe semi-final? Great Yorkshire Fringe semi-final. Like, you know, I had done, right, the thing is, I had a weird false start. I did, like, a few gigs at uni about 10, 15 when I was, like, 18. Then I stopped for like seven years, and then st- when I started comedy properly, Raul was at my first bloody gig. So there we go. Was it, was it good, Raul? Carrying that hay bale of tobacco. <laughs> yeah, he turned up with a, a, a pouch of tobacco, honestly, like this big, of just like the driest foreign tobacco. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was going to beat him. Nice. <laughs> No, I, I postcoded it to fuck, man. It was in the next town over from where I was. Uh, I'd grown up. I definitely had some mates in the audience. It wasn't a fair competition. Fair yeah, yeah, I, I tried like the fucking up. Eurovision, mate. Yeah. Robbed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, where are you guys at the moment? Where are you locked down? Uh, in London. In oh, Such a bad place to be. It's not too bad. I, I've been uh, cycling around the city centre, which is incredible. I bet. Like, with, with no oh, car. Wow. It's awesome, man. Like it's it's a good place to be. I mean, I'm, it's quite expensive to be here. <laughs> Typically, the reason to live in London is you live in a small little shoebox, but you get to explore a nice big city. Um, but now it's it's just a shoebox. It's really expensive <laughs> shoebox, um, which is a bit yeah. annoying. Uh, like, who are you with in your lockdown? Who's like you got housemates? Uh, friend and his uh, your wife. <laughs> like we yeah. had to check this like how serious that yeah, relationship yeah, a, was then almost a girlfriend not his flatmate what is it his wife top tier man I should um. <laughs> <laughs> so is it alright though like, yeah Sam man like I've got I've got my Xbox I bought I, like, I bought an Xbox as soon as this started I haven't played move. games for like eight years since I started comedy. Mm. And then as soon as this happened, I was like, fuck it, getting an Xbox straight back in. Yeah, I did the same thing, man. Like, um, I like basically set up my computer to be able to like game and like, uh, yeah, That's... like for this, like my last weekend's worth of gigs went into equipment because I'm like, I'm going to nice. be fucking bored. And like, I'm, I'm the same. I don't really play computer games normally because like I'm too addictive with them. So I will lose, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will lose a yeah. week. Yeah. But like now, if I go on Tropico and lose a week building a fucking island, brilliant. Yeah, what, what are you talking about? What game is that? Oh, Tropico Six is what I've been streaming at the moment. Basically, you 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 play. It's like um, it's like Civilization or like City Skylines. You know where you build a city and that that functions. Yeah. But like it's uh, you are a, a dictator of a tropical island. Um, so like yesterday, I nearly bankrupted the nation because I spent so much on hitmen to assassinate protesters. Nice. It's a great game. It's really good fun. I'd heart, heart really good. Yeah. I've almost exclusively been playing uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, fucking hell. Full of incel game, that. I mean, it's great. You're just fucking shooting people constantly. It's fucking sweet. I can't be doing with shooters, man. There's always some nerd who's way too good, and there's some like 13-year-old child who just headshots me from a mile away as soon as I start. 
So what you're saying is that you can't deal with losing, bro. Yeah, I can deal with losing, but not like... I can't like, deal with losing. Children, what have you got not, me? A yeah. military dictator game. Not to children <laughs> and not to French children, right? In the oh, yeah. <laughs> I get rinsed by the Germans, man, every time. Yeah. And yeah, like, they're, they're too good. The kids are too good. Their reflexes yeah. are too good. I can't compete with them. It's not that I don't mind. It's I like, look, I don't love losing. I am competitive. But yeah, yeah. I like I can handle losing. I'll see what's happened to you constantly. basically because like doing doing Call of Duty when you first start, it's like you get so heavily rinsed by people. And it's a soul crushing rinsing that you get, like compared to normal. Like you don't even get lucky kills. <laughs> you just get just dead. Murdered. Yeah, it's insane. It's oh, like right. being an open spot comedian. It's the yeah, same yeah. thing. But every just... time you die, you go in the green room and all the other acts just get to fucking live you. Their report is set. Say how shit it was. And inexplicably be racist and sexist. <laughs> God, I miss green rooms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's good about Call of Duty, right, is when you murder people, what it does is if they're wearing a microphone, it'll send you a little snapshot of what they said directly after you murdered them. Oh, that's good. So like, I'll shoot people, and then you just hear some Northern go, go, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> and it just bursts onto your screen. That's yeah. probably you, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is it, man. And this is it. I think this is why I get bullied on these games. I get targeted, because I think I say weird shit when I get murdered. Like, I'll just be like, oh, fucking Jesus, titty in the asshole. And like, people are like, ha, that's a funny guy to kill. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's so much fun. Are you being oh, gaming at all, Rosalind? Like the computer game thing is just like, because you can't go out, can you? No, so that's kind of the point. Play mate, a computer yeah. game, and it's like you like I play Grand Theft Auto Five and that, and just going around the city. Like mate, I've been playing Truck Simulator just because I miss driving on motorways. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah. Your uh, your simulation on Tropico Six, Rob, sounds like the future of uh, Richard Branson's life. <laughs> mate, I've been slightly more ethical on my tropical island than him. <laughs> <laughs> Not ask for any bailouts from the British government. No, I haven't, mate. I actually went to war with the Brits. I wasn't fucking having it. Like, is uh, look, mate. I, I I stand firm. I've got a socialist utopia. I have built right. It is a wonderful country where you have everything provided to you that you need. But if you dissent, I will murder you instantly. <laughs> nice. It's mate. I'm getting out some real, getting some real like vibes out of me because like right, as as a heterosexual white man, I have the urge to conquer within me. <laughs> That is deep within me. <laughs> so I can get this out. Why healthy. did you go to war with Britain? Well, uh, they, they were just being dicks about trade. I think they underpaid me on a cotton deal. I'm not like a. I'm not like a, you know. I shouldn't be in charge of things. It's great. Like you know, like having, having a consequence-free place to just play out my most horrible ideals. It's wonderful. <laughs> Are you yeah, I'm happy with just Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, like, I love GTA, yeah. to be fair. Stabbing prostitutes will do by me. <laughs> I don't need to go to the levels of like murdering entire, like, you know, Yeah, I'm, I'm basically on genocides at this point. Like, I've, I've stepped yeah, up, mate. I've got desensitised to the one-on-one -on -one murders. I need to take out whole <laughs> populations. Do you think, do you think like, um, like dictators are just the like arena comic equivalent of serial killers? <laughs> Right. Do you reckon they're so, just yeah. so fucking into it that they're like, I need to conquer a country so that I can get my numbers up, my uh... eight million head or whatever, you know? Because no one says that, no one calls them serial killers, but maybe no. that's all they are. Maybe they're just pro serial. Maybe, killers. Do you reckon? Do you reckon like serial killers sit around and like call Lenin a hack? 
<laughs> oh, he's just hanging yeah, yeah, everyone. Yeah. He's got no, there's no invention. Where's it? Where's it's just the mainstream? Yeah, where's your murder weapon? Where's your, you know, where's, where's your signature? There's no soul in his murders. Like, put him in a teapot or some shit like Dharma does. <laughs> did that? Did Dharma do that? I don't know. One of them. Like, I think. I don't know. I don't like that side of life. Nah, I'm not. I'm mate. I'm, serial killer documentaries and shit. I'm not. I'm not, a, I'm not a woman with a troubling relationship to an older male relative, so I'm not super into serial killers. <laughs> All right. No, like just like it does skew heavily towards women, but like I get a bit, I get a bit done with all like killer and paedophile documentaries and stuff. I love documentaries, but like I like ones that aren't just about a murderer or a rapist, and that is ninety yeah. percent of them now, isn't it? Tell which one can fuck up. Did you see? Um, did either of you two see? Don't fuck with cats. No, I refuse. No. To all right well don't bother right i'll spec like it's 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 you know it's it's obviously it's grim it's a netflix like murder documentary but the guy only killed one person right he killed a few cats <laughs> but he only killed one person how are you getting it's a no docu- how, exactly how are you getting a fucking documentary off murdering one person well, I thought it was because they tracked him down rather than because he was a good murderer. Yeah, like they did track him down, but you know, like well, I thought it was more about the people doing the tracking. I haven't even seen this shit. Just I know you, you have analysed it a lot better than I did, and I watched. The only how much those people love cats? I really like cats, as opposed to how severe the killing was. Yeah, well, this is it. But the amount of effort they went to to track down a guy who killed two cats, and like no, I, I agree with that. I think they should do that. People who kill cats can fuck off. Well, yeah, like, you know, I don't yeah, think they're it. great, but like, I think killing people <laughs> is worse. Kill <laughs> it's fair. It depends to what reason. What reason you've killed a cat? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, because, like, you can never really kill a cat in self-defense, you know what I mean? You can kill a person in self-defense, but if you kill a cat in self-defense, you're very weak and a bit weird. Fucking what hashtag it... not all cat killers. What if it's in defense of your allotment? <laughs> You know, like cats, like always dig up with plants and that, don't they? Like every time I tried to plant something in Brighton, cats would dig them up. I, I considered getting a vacuum bag. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> That's a reference you won't get to the show. I apologise. What did he do? Did he put them in bags? Yeah, like you know those like uh, bags that you like store clothes in, where you put your Hoover oh, no. on it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it wasn't. He, he deserves to die. I'm glad he. I'm glad he got caught. Did yeah, he die? No, he didn't murdered? die. He's in prison and he's very no. famous now, which is kind of exactly what he wanted. So. Oh, he's famous. Why? Why do people like him? Well, they don't like him, but he got a Netflix show, and this is an insane guy. Like this is a guy is who just it his show. No, it's not his show. He's not like hey. Welcome. He's not like got like a Marie Kondo thing where he like <laughs> simplifies your life by getting rid of your pets. Right. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't really count as his show, though. Is all I'm saying. No, but I don't think he gives a shit. Like he literally was just obsessed with people knowing him. This is the whole oh, thing. Right, okay. He was just one of those sort of narcissists where like everything was about being known and fame and all this. So, so this is what I'm saying. How you killed the cats? The guy who killed the cats. Yeah. He like. What he set up loads of like fake websites and linked to each other and he had loads of fake profiles that were like fans of his and like we're talking about hundreds of profiles and like trying to build up this whole like image of him as a celebrity we all know comedians like this in his defense rob it's worked you yeah, are that's what I'm saying. about the fact he's only killed one person this is what i'm and saying Netflix documentary yeah Netflix special it's like we all know comedians who tour because they're good on social media or you wouldn't trust to do a fucking 20 <laughs> But you would trust to kill a cat. Yeah, I would. Tr- I would. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon. I reckon that makes them a lot more rational than us. I reckon if you're like, but like, do you know what I mean? 
like with the utmost respect, we're here not getting paid. And fucking if I'd murdered a cat or like argued for the flat earth, I'd be having a Netflix special. <laughs> like who's the fucking idiot here? Yeah, like it does at times. Like I do like thinking like, you know, just being an absolute lunatic is such a good career choice now. Like it genuinely is. If you are like an obsessive mental about like if you're extreme on either side of politics or if you just have some extreme thing that you're mental about that is a career now i like there's times where i wish i was racist i wish i was as racist <laughs> as my jokes right because like, <laughs> if i went like fully like alt-right jesus christ this shit online would be so easy i'd have thousands of followers i just need to go online and go oh, my, people are stopping me from free speeching so <laughs> and then you know fucking millions of followers like that's what i said about lawrence fox i was like if 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 do you know what like i didn't really i wasn't that i, I thought the the guy with the turban in 1917 was pretty beautiful because my granddad being a turban wearing british soldier who was indian born like reminders of him knowing that your story gets passed down the legacy but if it gets me on snowflake. morning britain question time and the tonight show like fuck me granddad and his stupid fucking turban it's political <laughs> correctness shoved down my throat i'm not having it <laughs> So yeah, you just got to pick a side, though, man. You could be the ultra, the ultra left one, but I think that one's hard. If you're like the ultra left wing comedian, you've got like it's it's very difficult because even if you are like super super woke, like it's really hard to always keep that standard. And like, there's always a new standard, and like, there's always a new word that actually you should think about the way you're yeah, using yeah. that. Psychopath is the one at the moment. Like, it's just hard to be funny if you're like that. Yeah, it's just too busy trying to prove a point. Yeah, this is it. The audience has to go, well, do I agree with him? And it just it spoils the fun of the the humor. Yeah, yeah. For me, the the fun of being a comedian isn't that we like, you know, it's just that we just fuck with everything. Like, I just I don't want to be on anyone's team. I just want to be in the middle, fucking poking holes in everything. (laughs) You know, it's just our job to be a con, isn't it? But I reckon the best comedians are. Like they often like South Park, Bill yeah, Burr, yeah. fucking Glenn Wall, fucking find themselves in the middle and poke yeah. holes are just fucking hypocrisy where they see it. Totally, that's that's the comedian's position. That was sort of what that's sort of how I see our like job. Like I don't, you know, being I think if you pin your colours too firmly to a mast either side, firstly you lose a lot of people that you can potentially talk to, and like. It's more a case of, I don't know, it just it, it loses some of the... Because comedy is about surprise. And if you always know what someone's going to think, how can you be surprised by them? Yeah, yeah, it's a sort of predictable opinion, isn't it? If you're on too far on either side. Yeah, if you've got this set of opinions yeah. that everyone has, you know, because there are just like, there are people who it's like, okay, I know what you think about everything. I can look at your haircut and I know all of your opinions. <laughs> like... If you look at mine and Raoul's haircuts, we already look like we've been quarantined for five years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is the very outside world, Rob. (laughs) You two look like you run a cop together. And Manchester United, still Premier League champions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm turning into a full hermit, mate. Just sat in my bed reading. Like, Raoul, you fully look like your best mate is a a fucking uh, volleyball at this point. Well, I was looking proper stylish and shit, mate. I'm demo. Well, no, you, 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 look, you've got a little of that sort of like uh, writerly sort of dishevelledness about you. That's I what think, I was going for. Do you know I what know I mean? that's Lee what Bukowski. you're going for. I know that's why you, what you're going for, which is why I said it. But like, uh, you know, you you do look a little bit like you play Tin Whistle outside of Close Down Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you never know. Now their comedy's out the window. That yeah, man, the maybe that's a career now, isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be a choice. Dude, have you been out, though? Like, Because I've been on my bike rides around town. The homeless people are fucked, man. Yeah. There's just no one. Like, I was taught now. Like, the fuck am I supposed to Well, do? no one's got an income. You know, they're not going to be, you know, right. look, we all have to take a pay cut at the moment. Like... <laughs> From top to bottom, so I'm afraid it's time for them to step up. Like, I say this, I'm like, <laughs> they're not watching this, you need a computer, it's fine. Yes, uh, in fairness, some of them have stepped up. There's been lots of muggins and uh, you know, like robberies at knife point in East London because people you know, are innovation and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. diversify, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Are you in East Vertical London? integration, I believe it's called. <laughs> yeah, like, whereabouts are you, Ro? Yeah, I'm Bounds Green, sort of. Uh, you probably it's one stop away from Wood Green, eighty mm. minutes from King's Cross, oh, near cool. Tottenham, uh, very near Tottenham, pretty much Tottenham area. Like everyone around here is a Tottenham supporter, um, but I can't. I'm, I'm in like a box room that I'm subletting, uh, and I can't afford it, so I'm going back to Newcastle in about twenty four days. Oh, fair. No, it's, it's, I like the way it says in about. Out, you know what I mean? In about, about twenty four. Yeah. Like, Why twenty four days? Uh, it's 20 days now. I've been just, yeah, 20 days. I'm leaving on the 24th. It's a bank holiday. Nice, man. Oh, okay. Are you getting, are you driving up? Are you getting trained? Driving. I got all my shit on it. Oh, sound. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, tell you what, after this, if the motorways aren't fucking fixed when we're out of lockdown, I am going to be fucking livid. Like, the sh- <laughs> like, if the M6 still has fucking potholes in it and, like, and lane closed, like, now is the time to fucking do it, lads. Like, That's a fair point, man. There's so much that they could get on with now. Infrastructure right. shit. Fix yeah, the potholes. Yeah. Why are there still potholes in the fucking road? Like, why is the A1 by Newcastle not a fucking dual carriageway? Mate, ah, oh, fucking hell. Like that one fucking does me in around there. Like that all that whole section of road around Newcastle. Right. Let's get into some specific boring middle-aged man comedian bullshit now. <laughs> all your truck simulator fans are gonna be fucking buzzing. Mate, though. they're gonna be all over this. They're like leaning <laughs> forward in their chairs, like Speak yes. The truth. Mate, this is the politics I came for. <laughs> All that road around fucking Newcastle is dog shit. And like, what's right? The, the amount of roadworks that are always there. I once, um, right, it, two specific examples coming back from Newcastle. Once they closed the A1 and the A19 in between uh, Newcastle and Leeds on the night Leeds played Newcastle in the cup, right? They closed both of the roads. There's the only roads. And I had one they once do... where, like, <laughs> Rob, they do that all the time. And I genuinely reckon the count. It's not fucking nuts. Like, in Newcastle, they seem to... They never have any money for the homeless or anything like that, but they seem to have the money to dig up every perfectly functional roundabout mm-hmm. and replace it with a fucking crystal maze. And I genuinely reckon what happens is, is every single fucking night, the council, all the workmen, all the labourers, they step out, they close the road, they go on the A1, they go... <coughs> on the A19, and they go... I you start a dual carriageway at night then. And then, after fucking six hours of deliberation, just go... Nah, nah, we'll leave it, we'll leave it. <laughs> it's fucking madness, man. Like, if, like, it, are they doing that, do you know? Does anyone, do, do either of you know if that's happening? That they're fixing Genuinely, it I think Dominic Cummings wants it to happen because he's from the North East and he fucking hates it. <laughs> but uh, I think it's just basically one of them things that's been on the pipeline for ages, but the actual, like, the debilitation it would cause for the next five, six years or whatever in terms of getting in and out of Newcastle. Just do it it's now. It's too great a cost that every now. government looking for a four-year election goes, yeah. nah, fuck that. It's the problem with that, man. It's a problem with democracy. Like, you can't do long-term planning. It's- Governments are myopic. We need a Putin throwing fucking doctors out the window. That's what we fucking need. <laughs> you see that? Wow, a brave stance at the moment to be pro-throwing doctors out of windows. 
You know, not, like he's not out applauding on Thursdays, is he? <laughs> I just think it's fashionable, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's stylish. Like, when it comes to suppressing dissent, that's mafioso. Like, it's quite, it's mm. not putting people in camps and hiding it from the press. Throwing people out of a window, that's a messy. <laughs> it's a power move. It's definitely like, if you can throw someone out of the window and have no comeback, you can do fucking anything. Just, yeah, just though. he fell, I swear. What did you say, Jay? You do it in your game. I, I'm just thinking about this, to be honest. Yeah, I'm hoping I can find a way. I'm, I'm hoping there's a defenestrate button. It must button. be like, like a prestige ex- execution mode or whatever. like Because yeah. Kim Jong-un shoots people with aircraft rifles or whatever. Aircraft rifles? What, so like yeah, the anti-aircraft guns? It was like, yeah, use the anti-aircraft missile fuck, to uh, kill a traitor. Fuck! Man, like, and I'm, I'm obsessed with North Korea. I'm surprised I've not heard that story. Like, I've got literally like uh, one of those books on the shelf behind there is a book of North Korean posters, and that poster I made is based on one. Like, I fucking love oh, it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you yeah. Had the, the, your Edinburgh poster was a bit North Korean. It was. Uh, it led to a couple of people who Two came... Things. What, what? What's happening? No, 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 go on, go on. I was going to say two things, but you, you go on. No, go go for your two things, mate. You just lagged for a second. That's all it was. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, all right. So two things. One, do you know that weed is decriminalised? Uh, it's actually legal in North Korea. No shit. Really? They just yeah. can't get it. And my mate who was in South Korea during a, uh, like a fucking exchange year at his university, like now he went to jail for fucking like years in South Korea because on his last <laughs> day there, he got drunk. And he climbed the flagpole in the middle of his campus and took the flag down and put it in his room. And like the next morning, 9 a.m. on the dot, fucking like that, their fucking head of the union security were like, right, you need to come to this office now. Came, he was like, hello. We're like, can you just watch that? He was like, yeah. And he just watched the CCTV himself, drunk, climbing this flagpole and nicking it. And he goes, right, that's damaged. You're in a lot of trouble. If you can bring me that back within the hour, you're in no trouble whatsoever. He's like, why is it so important? I'm really sorry. He's like, yeah, that's the, the flag we got at the end of the Civil War to denote, like, to, to denote that peace was in South Korea and North Korea. It's a really, really valuable fucking part of our history and you've just stolen it. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll bring that back. Yeah, no, yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Nice. Fucking hell. Yeah, that is not nicking a traffic cone, is it? Nah, it's a bit different in, you know, demilitarised zones. Yeah, I reckon they're quite serious about that sort of shit as well. Like, it doesn't look that much of a laugh, the Korean Wars. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, like the equivalent of, like, when you see people here on, like, them carnage, them pub crawls, and they're, like, accidentally piss on, like, a war memorial. Yeah, I've got a friend who's a comedian who um, uh, once, uh, like, accident- uh, accidentally uh, pissed on a mosque. Uh, I'm not going to mention their <laughs> name. <laughs> like... <laughs> Name and shame. No, I'll, I will name and shame after the show privately to you. Um, I will say they have been on this show. They have been on this show. Um, it's definitely easy to piss on a mosque by mistake. Yeah. I, I lived in Borsal Heath in Birmingham, which is like fully Muslim. Mate, like you see fucking things that look like shoe shops and they've got like a print out fucking sign saying mosque and stuff like that. I uh, like this one. Th- mosques in the Muslim community, man. This one was pretty mosky. I would say. <laughs> Did it have the big mosque? <laughs> it had like, it had like the towers and everything. Like, Marinette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So like, it was like this was a mosque, but like yeah. the problem was like it was a big wall, and you had to look up to see that. So it's just like walking down an alley, basically. Stops for a piss, and then I. Um, I, di- I didn't, well, I, I noticed immediately, and uh, my response was to video it 
Um, <laughs> so I just got a video zoomed right out of this mosque and then just focused in, followed, focused in on them pissing. Uh, oh, absolutely, that could go wrong out of context, dude. Well, this this was this was it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, look, don't get me wrong, but the WhatsApp th with that particular comedian, if that ever became public, that would be the least of my fucking worries. <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, that is not a thing that can ever happen to me, man. I've got a lot of stuff that out of context that fucking sink me. Oh, well, a, like, lo a lot of it's been on, on this podcast. Are you, are you in any of these, like, WhatsApp groups that comedians and often groups of friends just tend to have? Where they just say the most horrific, politically incorrect shit. Are you are you a member of any of these groups? Not like that. That's the specific vibe of the group, but certainly almost every group I'm in contains that from time to time. It's WhatsApp group that people just they let go. They don't have their their inhibitions. Yeah, WhatsApp is like that. That's what that's for. It's like it's yeah. the dirty dark place. It's like that's where you like yeah the fucked up shit goes on WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. the weird ones. Do you ever get like where you even got, still? Like, I, I, I don't know if I trust it. Like where you got like a kind of loose acquaintance, and then you don't you don't really talk to them much. They're just some Facebook friend, but then. They turn out to be one of those people who like sending every fucker on their message list, like weird porn and fucking nonsense <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. You just, oh, why is this guy messaging me? Oh, it's a fucking penis. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cheers, man. Are you friends with any on Facebook with any like white guys in their 60s or 70s? Um, because like, oh, mate. they love sending like videos of horrific shit and like, uh, or just like a bloke in a pub telling a joke and it's like some not, not fucking joke and it's got 4 million views. I'm like, why would I want to see this? This has just pissed me off. <laughs> Like old men, like old white men, just fucking love sending shit memes. It's it's totally just their thing, yeah. And like horrible porn all the time. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> it's no. just getting bummed on a Segway. Brilliant. <laughs> that is literally one I've been shown by uh, by an old white man. <laughs> I've I've got one, but used to like I've got a real soft spot for him because he like used to sort of like almost babysit me when I was young. Was that a 60 plus year old, like absolutely batshit Jordy man? I don't want to go into too much detail because it's unlikely he'll come across the podcast, but you never know. But you just keep sharing loads of racist memes and jokes with us. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and you used to look after us, know your audience. Like, what the fuck is wrong well, with you? Like, race, right, ra like the most specifically racist. Like, are they racist against Asian people or is it just like, are you like, think you might in be fairness, like it in fairness Maybe sometimes th they're not sometimes sometimes you'll just share a meme and it'll be like string jeremy corbyn and diane abbott up by their balls and, <laughs> and then other times it'll be like um i went in the benefits of i couldn't get any but it was so it, there was loads of like refugees and i wasn't allowed any benefits because i was english so i uh, asked if i could get benefits for my dog and she was like you can't get benefits for your dog and i'm like why he's brown he licks his arse all day and he stinks. He's just like the rest of the people in here. <laughs> just like, what? Wow. <laughs> he used to babysit us, so you know. Good lad, good lad. To be fair, at that point, you did sit around licking your ass all day and you did stink when you were a baby. Very true, very true. Yeah, maybe that's his only experience. Maybe you're the only brown person he's ever met and it was only <laughs> when you were one. Right. And that has been his whole... He's like, these guys are really inconsiderate. He didn't once ask if I wanted a cuppa. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in fairness, he was lovely to us. I just uh, don't think he has, 
you know, that degree of wherewithal or self-awareness mm. to really realise what he's doing. Well, like, he's I think, that bad like, Jay, you'll be from an area similar to this as well, I think, where, like, we'll all know people who are genuinely, like, decent people, and, like, nice on a personal level to people that they meet, who just, whose opinions are just racist as fuck. Oh, dude. We have that all the time. Like, in Birmingham, me and Mark Cram, you know Mark Cram? Yeah, 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 yeah. good mate. We were in, um, this is years yeah, yeah. ago. We are in this this gig which is in this shitty pub in an industrial area of Birmingham called Digbeth and uh called Birmingham the gig, like, there was no gig no one turned up what was that called Birmingham <laughs> oh very good oh yeah um so no one turned up so we we're just hanging out in the pub and then the guy the barman started smoking and we were like dude you, you can smoke in here and he's like oh yeah we just ignore the rules around it and so we immediately were like well we've got to smoke I hadn't smoked for like three years at that point but yeah but you've like, got to take that opportunity in it with a pint so we had this wicked time hanging out with this landlord smoking cigarettes drinking pints chatting having a great time and then we said see you later man and then on our way out he just went yeah make sure no blacks jump out on you on the way home <laughs> it was just like fucking hell the wow. last thing he says wow that's your leaving present yeah like it's 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 been a constant experience of my life uh like you know living in the north <laughs> and like just being in general i've got uh go for it roll i got a couple of really funny stories of racism from the match <coughs> oh i one was uh so i was like walking home after we'd lost everyone was in a foul mood i had my headphones in and, um <laughs> There was like a father and like really young child walking behind us. <laughs> like, I can't remember what I think. The kid said something like, there's a coloured kid, in, there's a coloured man in front of us. And his dad was like, how oh, man, you kind of call him coloured. Don't be saying stuff like that. And then like the kid just looked up and went, well, what about that time them lads drove by in the car and shouted Man United us? And he went, you fucking packy bastards. <laughs> and then I- just turned around, pulled me headphones out, and was like, hello. And this guy just looked at me with horror on his face, looked back at the kid, and just went, You see, man, you talk so fucking loud, kids with headphones in there, here, you man. I just walked away. I was like, I don't oh, want wow. any part of this. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's that's going to be a conversation. There's the not gonna, you're not going to. football gonna... match. Uh... Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, I was at a football match, and I uh, was watching Newcastle play Arsenal. And Shola Amiobi putting a bad challenge on Adebayo. And you've got to bear in mind, it's very important that Shola Amiobi put in the bad challenge, right? Because Adebayo gets up, it's all in uproar. And then uh, Shola goes to shake Adebayo's hand. And Adebayo rejects the handshake. St. James's turns up. I'm sat at the back of the Gallagher. Everybody starts screaming at Adebayo. But there's one guy about two seats to the left of me. I sit about one seat away from the stairs. Two seats to the right of me, sorry. I'm one seat on the, I'm one seat on the right of stairs. These two seats to the right of me. And he just gets up and goes, Oh, fuck off, man, out of my own. Go eat a banana, you black bastard. Everyone just turns and looks at him. Then again, everyone turns and looks at me. I just look at him. I'm not going to say anything, mate. I'm shitting myself. I'm like 15. He just looks at me again with horror, guilt, and fear on his face and just goes, about the 30th minute, walks all the way to the other set of stairs. And I've never seen him for the rest of the season. Wow. 
Man, like I, I have, um, I have only ever at Leeds seen like one, like overtly, like, uh, like you know, sort of like monkey champ once from one guy. He was like this. Um, I, I, I confronted him. I was dead proud, but I was also, <laughs> I was also stood with loads of mates who all knew me. Like you know, I've I had a season ticket there. I knew everyone in the stand. He was like the only person around who I didn't really know. So like, um, so I felt pretty fucking brave. But yeah, I called him out on it, and like, yeah, he was like, he was, t- he was like a Polish guy. I think he was like a tourist. It was like, oh, this is what you do at the English football. It's like, nah, <laughs> nah, we've moved on, mate. We've moved on. If you have a look, quite a lot of black guys on our team. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always a shock that one. Yeah, it is weird, man. When you just see like proper like old school racism like that, where it's just like, out, yeah. I don't know about like, uh, like you know. Hopefully the racists will all get covered. There we go. That it should be sorted, shouldn't it? You think so, wouldn't you? But they yeah. do smoke usually, so they're probably protected. Well, like it's it's like yeah, like apparently that helps now. Way to go, cigarettes. Yeah, how come that? Yeah, helps? Boy. That doesn't make sense. No, I think apart. Well, that what I've heard and bear in right. Anyone watching this should take this with a massive pinch of salt. This is what- nah, chain fifty a day if you want to not get covered. <laughs> uh, like, never listen to comedians about anything, especially this. But like, I, I, I've definitely seen some shit where it was like, oh, nicotine can help with it. I don't think they mean like smoke fags, but uh, like, I don't know. No one knows anything, do they? So apparently, what the crack is is that a French study where they found. That, uh, uh, seem to think that there's something in nicotine that means you're more likely or you're less likely to pick up the disease however if you do smoke and you do get it your lungs will be so damaged that like you're fucked like yeah. you're really gonna get a severe case of it there you go so yes yeah, smoking i'm still... indian you can trust my medical advice <laughs> you're an indian who disappointed his family though like... oh very much so very yeah, much yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i live in a single bed in london <laughs> <laughs> illegally as an economic immigrant the whole thing they did to make sure i didn't do this and now i'm flat out broken after go home <laughs> is this how you're shit. moving house are you just going to cling to the bottom of a lorry Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that, mate. Throw all the stuff on the back and cling to the back. <laughs> like, Jay, have you taken off, like, a hobby or anything during this? Are you doing anything different? Uh, uh, fucking computer games is the only real thing. Just Call of Duty. Because okay. I, I stopped playing computer games so I could, like, be sensible and work on comedy. Mm. Obviously, paid dividends. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, um... But I've been like good in that because I was addicted to him when I was younger, mm. and, then, uh, and then with this, I'm just like, fuck it, this is the best thing to do. So I've just played loads of Call of Duty, doing a little bit of music and that. I've got me uh, piano and stuff, so got a bit more time for that. I'm reading as well. I, I don't know. Wow. I'm reading uh, fucking The Idiot by Fyodor Dostoevsky at the moment. Wow, is... you're going top shelf, man. Like I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I need to feel. I need whatever I'm reading to make me feel like I'm going to be smart for reading it. Yeah, I did. I did a lot of that, man. Like I'm the same. Yeah. Like I, uh, I don't read as much as I used to. Like, but like, when I was like um, at uni and that, like I didn't have a telly because like I couldn't afford one. Uh, like, but a library was free, so like I just yeah. uh, read loads. And like, yeah, I tried. To, I was like, right, if fuck it, if I'm going to do this, I might as well try and get really well read. The the, the Rus- Russian literature usually did for me, man. It was too convoluted. I liked I, I liked French existentialism. I got into that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, because it's short. Sartre is only like you know th- like most three hundred pages of a man just staring at paintings and feeling sad. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah. All the Camus books are pretty small. Nothing. Well, yeah, yeah. My fa- yeah. my favorite book is um, Letranger by oh, is Camus. It? it is, mate. It's my favorite opening line of a novel. Um, my mother died today, or maybe yesterday. I don't remember. Be- yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be talking about on this. I think like me reading uh, me reading existentialism might harm my brand. <laughs> yeah, you've got to appeal to the kids yeah so, uh, the kids read these days do they even read anymore yeah i think kids are smart as fuck now man yeah, yeah mate you go on tiktok all they're doing is making tiktoks about cameras <laughs> <laughs> no but like there's, there's more of everything now so the smarter kids are smarter than they've ever been and the dumber kids are dumber than they've ever been it's like right. that. So like all all the, all, the, all the morons go on TikTok. I tried TikTok for a day because my mates were in my ear going, I'm blowing up on TikTok and getting loads of views. I just put stand up on there and I'm getting loads and loads of views. You should try it. And I was like, fuck it, I'll give it a go. I was on there for less than a day and I was like, all these fucking morons are doing me in and it makes me angry to be on this. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Right, because it was upsetting me. It really does. There are people who've got millions of views on TikTok for lip syncing to stand up. And honestly, I hope every one of them gets the COVID. <laughs> like, fuck off. Like, it's it's like, it's it, there is nothing that is adding less value to the world. Like, lip syncing is already the shittest thing on earth. It's karaoke that involves less talent. Like, and there are only two funny, there are only two jokes in lip syncing and miming and all that sort of shit. It's either, oh, isn't it funny? I'm white and I'm lip syncing to something black. Or it's, oh, isn't it funny? I'm a man and I'm lip syncing to a woman or vice versa. You know, it's that's the, all the joke you can do. It's shit. And honestly, like, if you, if anyone who enjoys that as entertainment, I've got no time for as a human being. <laughs> Which Edinburgh show was that from, Rob? But I agree with you. There's there's a bit of me because obviously you got to use the internet and that, but it is it's awful. Yeah, a lot of the internet is awful. It's like you got to win at something dreadful Mm. to be successful. You just got to find the good bits, man. There's loads of the internet that's fucking great, and like that. So I just stick to the stuff that I actually use. Like I'm active on Twitter a lot because I like Twitter because it's great for jokes and comedy, and there's loads of that. And if you just don't follow politics, people. And um, people who like get involved in the arguments. Is, too I follow much. loads of comedians. Yeah. The worst people to follow. No offense to the, the viewers, obviously, you should follow us because we're brilliant. But like <laughs> when you're a comedian, you've, you're all, my whole social networks are all comedians. Mm-hmm. And it's the worst. Dude, the, on Instagram, the amount of fucking stupid, dumb comedians' faces I've seen on my fucking Instagram talking into their webcam. And yeah. that's my fucking feed, my girlfriend's feed. It's all like, fucking art and pictures and yeah. beautiful scenery mine's just fucking one fucking guy's head after the next right this is why you gotta you will do the lockdown guys mate i mute i'll be honest i mute uh i mute heavily is the way i do that yeah. i follow all my mates because i love them and like some of them I, d- I don't even follow on like instagram like i might love you but i don't want to look at you like there's a lot of that like i've, I've had a few comedians fall out with me because i unfollowed them on instagram it's like, i'm sorry i just don't think you're fit because so, like, <laughs> like my my instagram is a problem i've been trying to make it better because i can't really use instagram because it knows me and it knows my weaknesses and it just shows me troubled women's asses all right <laughs> and like it's too distracting and like if i go online my, i've unfollowed most of them there's only a, there's about four i can't stand to lose but like of the of the ladies who just like you know the insta ladies just like you know just every shots in the like in their bikini it's great but 
Like, um, if I go on the explore page, like where I go, like look for new things, it is just, just women in their underwear. It's like, and it, <laughs> it's all it shows me. And it's just like, ah, I mean, yeah, I do like all this, but I'm trying to. So I've been trying to follow more like designers and artists and stuff like that. I'm trying to turn it round. I'm trying to do that because it can't be good for me. No, no, that's uh, yeah, it's just Instagram for pornography. <laughs> yeah, but it's not even like for porn. It's not like I'm looking at it to have a wank. It's just like they're just like you know, I like Instagram is for beautiful things, and these women are beautiful. Bless you. Yeah. No. I don't like I don't like I'm not like commenting though I'm not one of those guys like oh I see that yeah, oh, yeah hun, you're so beautiful <laughs> what do you think is gonna happen as a result of that like they're gonna well, slam the into Instagram you... nowadays is a is a dating app it's the new Tinder oh mate it totally it's is it's thing, like I've, I've, when I'm talking to audiences the amount of times I say, how did you meet and they're like oh on Facebook or Instagram yeah and I was like what are you on about did you know each other and they're like no nah, just message yeah like what the fuck that's like yeah that's, and like when you when you're like dating now when i was like last single this was still a thing like um like you swap instagrams rather than like numbers like so you just get each other's okay, insta yeah, and then yeah. you dm each other on there like totally like and it's great because you also like at the same time you get their phone number you get photos of them in their bikini yeah it's <laughs> you're like oh i can check up on that lovely stuff excellent yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's so no, I had a bit about that years ago about Facebook. It's like yeah, it used to be just you get a number and now you're just asking someone, Can I have all of your photographs and a list of your friends? Yeah, it's weird, man. <laughs> yeah. Too much shit. But people are open now, isn't it? Like we're open on the internet in a way mm. that I don't think any human being the most fucking revelatory author or fucking vulnerable artist is nowhere near as vulnerable as most teenage women on fucking Instagram. Yeah, or life's fucking misery just with no craft <laughs> yeah it's totally no it's totally true or just like you know someone who's newly divorced when they're on facebook oh, fucking oh christ yeah oh, the ones the ones where they're doing really well after oh, the God. divorce it's all fine <laughs> I, I love that i love the ones where people just post the like a kernel of their paranoia it just comes out of nowhere and they're like just so you know, I know who my friends are. I know who is in oh, yeah. the haters, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're a 47-year-old woman. No one even cares enough about you to hate you. <laughs> I love, have you ever seen a joint account go, go into a singular one? Oh, yeah, man. Because <laughs> oh, the joint account, that relationship. Oh, that's a saga. Yeah, because yeah, like the joint account, you're already you're already teetering. If you're in a joint account, you are already on the fucking ropes in that relationship. <laughs> that is awful. I can't imagine a joint <laughs> worst thing mate like just leave just leave it's over it's over if you can't be trusted to have an app on your phone then that shit is done (laughs) like how could you trust that person because have you ever been with someone like i've never cheated on anyone and i've never gone out with anyone who cheated on me like i've never cheated to my knowledge but like so when i meet people you know you meet those people and they're like oh yeah my boyfriend cheated on me or my girlfriend cheated on me we're back together now, mm. and it's fine. But I can't get my head around that mentality of getting back together with someone who cheated. I did, um, yeah. But like, but but the thing was, uh, and like in hindsight, this made it worse uh, thinking about it now. But I was very very dumb when this happened, and I was also like not in a good way in a lot for a lot of reasons. But I got back together with um, basically I've been with her for like. I think five, six years, uh, we'd like live together and everything. And we broke up. And then uh, when we were like talking about getting back together and like the, all the shit in between, 
when we were talking about game, she told me about a year in she cheated on me just after we moved in together. Oh. But it was so distant that I would like, you know what, we'll blah, blah, work it out. And like, it turned out that was a terrible, terrible choice and was entirely indicative of who she was as a person. And I, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, she's she, just, uh, you know, just an awful, awful piece of shit garbage human. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah, it's not a good you choice. When you said that, <laughs> uh, I just, I like, I just, you know what it was? I just thought about how much better my life is. And uh, I just, I just got absolutely delighted that I'm not having my soul sucked out of me by that vampiric cunt. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. I am, uh, I've got such a wonderful <laughs> partner now, mate. I'm so happy. Life's good. Like, you know, I might be locked down, but she's, she's delightful. See, you know. Quarantine as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Like we're happy. It's good. Like you know, like that part of it's yeah. really good. I'm really glad we're together. Like you know, we we lived together for a long time before this, so we know that we you know we're good together. But like she, she's fun, you know. And you live in the north of England, so you're living in a house. This is it, mate. We've literally moved two months ago from Brighton. <laughs> yeah. So I was in a tiny, tiny basement flat, like no natural light. It was damp. There was two rooms, right? So there's like the living room, kitchen room. And uh, then there's the bedroom, and there was like a, the bathroom was like an ensuite with a shower, right? No bath or anything. Uh, so like up here, I've been having baths. I've got this is my office. This is um, the spare room. It's very nice. It's great. Might I just say how I really like the way you've set up your background, and I believe the subtle out of focus effect that it has from being so far away really um, captures a better image for you on the screen. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Well, I've heard that before. Someone, someone's been uh, paying yeah, attention. Totally just that was just my inner feelings about it. Mate, that's beautiful. That's, that's beautiful that you've you've uh, you've really come on there. Like, you know what? I've just got a real pang of pride. <laughs> Deep from my heart. For anyone who, like for anyone who's wondering, I made a, I made a, a helpful YouTube video for comedians because they were all making very bad videos. So I made a little helpful video to make them make better videos. And uh, yeah. You know, been paying attention, man. Thank you very much. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like as well because obviously, you you said it took a lot of thought and stuff to set up your background. Yeah, I'd like to know what thought went into it, like the fuck off thing. Yeah, that's to be like that's to show you're an edgy geezer. Like, yeah, I guess. And like, it just I'll be honest. I was on eBay. I saw that. It really made me laugh, and I wanted it. Yeah. Like I just thought, I just thought it was really funny to have like because like loads of like YouTubers have like a neon sign in the background because it just looks it looks yeah. nice in the background that blurry light. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. I was just looking at neon signs and like you can get them dead cheap off eBay. And then I saw one that said "fuck off" and it really made me giggle. So that was it. That was it. I, I nearly right. I'm quite tempted to save up. There's one that's like it, it's too much money. I can't get it now. But in future, I quite want. There's one that's 120 quid and it's a giant pink spunking dick. <laughs> so like. <laughs> <laughs> like that i would very much go I mean, for guys you should get that that's a sensible you can write it off yeah that is an is a work expense yeah it's a business Although expense. from now on after this fucking self-employment support scheme i'm never declaring any fucking expenses again in my life <laughs> yeah it <laughs> might hoisted by our own <laughs> petard there weren't we what a fucking stupid thing to do that was i know man really been fucked there I, i'm gonna get about 50 i realized i was fucked when you start looking for a house, they only loan against your uh, oh, your net, great. not your gross. And I was like, oh, 
fuck? Yeah, man. Like I, everything, everything works on your net. It's really difficult with like when I was like moving in here. Luckily, my girlfriend has like my girlfriend's like minted, um, so it wasn't an issue. In the end, they were like, "We don't care about you." Basically, <laughs> like she, if you know, if if anything goes to shit, she can still pay for it, which is exactly what is happening right now. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> can you please do a video on how to get that sort of girlfriend, Rob? Yeah, yeah. How, 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 how to snare a posh girl? Yeah. <laughs> You just got to be a lovable rapscallion. Yeah, how to be a kept man by Rob Mulholland. That's awesome. Yeah. Did my... she buy you that gaming chair? Uh, no, she didn't, mate. She didn't. <laughs> I, I, I invested in this again. Like this was my, my uh, just before the lockdown because like, I've got a bad back, so I needed to uh, basically. Like I had a chair that really hurt, so uh, yeah. So I invested. I treated myself. Just it's fucking yeah. lovely. It is cool. Like I, I obviously see gaming chairs, and I wonder if they're good. Are they are they better than normal chairs? Well, like yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm reluctant to give this company a free advert. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's it's. I mean, it, only really good. people will see this. From well, this stuff. is true. Yeah, like you know, well, I'm sure. Like, but uh, you know, they should still fucking give me a free chair. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah. It's really it's really really good. <laughs> is that what you're aiming for? Because getting like a, a sponsorship deal is the thing, isn't it, for the gamers and that? Well, like I've got um like the, the thing was I was speaking to some sponsors um like from a podcast. Uh, various like i was starting a new um thing before this so like yeah but like uh with me it's like uh like cvd and stuff like that and, like i really want to do it because i want to get sponsored by yeah. weed it'd be sick and, like yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not that into that stuff though like i'm only doing i will only ever do anything like that if i genuinely like the thing i think that's important yeah but you gotta have you you gotta be trustworthy mm. like what annoys me about all the twitch stuff though is the um like so i i failed my degree because of computer games like, and now you've got these children who are making I've, I've watched the fuckers and like they'll be playing their computer game and then randomly someone will give them five hundred dollars mm-hmm. and it's like they're already rich yeah and someone gives them 500 quid it's crazy man and it, i'm like in what world does that make any sense mate it's crazy like, people want to support people they enjoy on the internet that's the beautiful thing about it like you don't need to like chase money on the internet just chase doing things that you like and then money will come like it just does people are just that like that was lesson eight on rob Mulholland's <laughs> no it's fucking it, true it's though i hope it's true anyway because the money hasn't come for me but like it does <laughs> it does a bit though it does and like every now and again there's like something like amazing like um like i i had someone said like I had someone send me some money and I was like, I message, I message everyone who does that because I think it's really fucking nice of them. So I messaged back like, mate, really appreciate this, but I'm giving my donations at the moment to the Trussell Trust to um, like help with like food banks at the moment. Blah, blah, blah. And, he was, and he was like, yeah, and like most people would be like, oh, that's, that sounds brilliant. He was like, that's amazing, man. Like, that's cool, but I really want to give you some money. How do I give you some money? And like, he was really insistent on that and like, it kept like, it, it was like, yeah, so like people just really want to support you if they like you, and I it doesn't. Think he's gonna want something for that. Oh mate, I've I've already looked right. Yeah. No, he's uh... gonna want like a, a private cam. Mate, night, on my uh, on my Patreon, you can pay if you pay. Uh, I think it's like a hundred grand a month. I will suck you off. It's on my Patreon. Is it on your Patreon? It's on my Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you sign up to that tier, I will suck you off. Like. <laughs> Nice. How many months? How many months, mate? Well, like it, it kicks in after the first month. I'll blow you for a like for a hundred grand. Well, we should get the whole circuit to all chip in and get into suck off Nick. <laughs> whip round. Oh, no one's got a hundred grand right now, mate. I'll be fucking fine, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think that'd be good. Yeah. I think that'd be an online hit as well. Yeah, I'm sure the video gets some views. 
think it'd be pretty viral. <laughs> I reckon they would allow it on the uh, pro comedy gigs page. <laughs> <laughs> Right, before they take it down. I'd message the admins first. I'd make sure it yeah, was cool. Course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> That's funny, man. So I've, I was thinking of starting a Patreon and that. Yeah, do I, don't think we were. I don't make anything of any value. Well, that is an important part of it. Like... Um, <laughs> Like it's like the, the the way I think it works on the internet for me anyway the way I go at it is you make loads of things and then people want to give you stuff right nice. and like oh they want to support you and help you make more things is the thing that because yeah. they get value out of what you're doing so the people who are on my Patreon or have donated they're people who have loved my special or have been watching these every day or have been watching my Twitch streams and getting something out of it. And they just want to sort of pay back. Um, so yeah, I think the making stuff is really important, to be honest with you, mate. Sure. Otherwise, it's just a, it feels a bit like, can I just have some money? And it's yeah, no, no, I do, mate. I mean, yeah, that, that's the problem because I do, I do these little one-minute videos, obviously. Yeah, and they're good, you, man. You kind enough to retweet. I remember that because you're funny. But... Like, I wouldn't do it if you weren't funny, man. Like, yeah, like uh, I never, I never retweet Raúl. <laughs> <Raul's laughs> <there. laughs> I do, I do. He's great, man. He's fucking brilliant. I'm teasing. <laughs> Would you, uh, so, because I'm posting one every day <laughs> at the moment on Instagram. Yeah. Hashtag bite-sized banter, guys. Very important that you... Yeah, you can reminisce of what it was like when you were in rooms together. Like, <laughs> but it's like, um, so with uh, with that, I'm doing like one video, two video, a video every two days. Mm. And like, is that worth Patreoning? It's like for a minute long video. People will tell you, man. Like, you can put it there. There's but, no well, I don't want to think I'm a cunt for doing it. No though. one will think you're a cunt. Just leave it there. Just thought, like, oh, don't, don't... I've got mine, mate. I've got four donors. I've put nice. a few stand-up clips out. Yeah. But they know I've got stuff coming. I've got loads exactly. of different plans and shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, like, I think there's a difference. I'm between... not going to do it unless I think there's an immediate financial reward. Like, that. I'll never get up off my arse mm. unless I know that that is there. And that, at the very least, even if I put stuff out and nobody signs up, I'll at least fucking try yeah, yeah. There's, there's that totally man totally and like no one's gonna be annoyed that it's there like you know it's, it's different when uh, you know if you'd like start your video with hey i'm jay here's my patreon give me some money <laughs> yeah, yeah, people yeah. are gonna be like skip this shit but uh -huh. if you do the whole thing and at the end you just go and if you want to support me uh, my patreon's below right nice, no yeah. one's gonna be angry about that like no one's gonna yeah. if anyone and if anyone is like that cunt then you don't want them as a fan Right, you don't want that person. Like, fuck them off. Like, there's... I don't know because I'm like as bitter as they are. So maybe, I, maybe they're the Think sort about... of people I need to be. <laughs> maybe they're like your soulmate. Or just the sort of people I'll put off by by asking for money. Yeah, think about it this way. Do you really want your fans to be like you? Oh yeah, man. I want just a room full of me's in the room. It'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> think about it this way, Jay. Right, it's essentially the bucket collection thing at Edinburgh. But you're not blocking the doorway. Yeah. Yeah. So they're even yeah. less guilt trip to give exactly. you money. Exactly. So if you can do the bucket thing, you can put out a Patreon. I literally on, I my... Do on my website, I've got a little donate button for PayPal, and that's oh, yeah. getting money. Yeah. But I feel like with Patreon, what's cool is you get a monthly income. Exactly. And people support you long term. And like, I think it's fucking amazing that anyone does that. And like, it really does. That's, that's a really helpful thing to do. And that's the thing that's nice about it as well is it's someone going, I want you to succeed. You know, it's yeah, like someone yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. buying a, a stake in you, almost. Yeah. As I say, I've only got four Patreons, but the sheer idea that four people are willing to commit exactly. to me like that and exactly. watch me 
and do whatever, like, let me do whatever I want with my art. That pushes me on and inspires me yeah. enough to actually fucking make the thing in the first place. Exactly. Awesome. And they, they represent freedom eventually because, like, um, basically what happens is if you get enough people like that, that's your career. And you are just then the only person you are uh, beholden to are yourself and your fans. And they are people who love you and want to see you do what you want to yeah. do. So when people are like, oh, you know, don't say mad shit on a podcast because you might not get a TV show. Why would I want that fucking TV show? I want to say mad shit on my podcast to get people who enjoy me saying mad shit to become fans so that I can carry on saying mad shit. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to... Coming back to the original premise, Jay, you get an audience full of yous. An audience full of me's? Yeah. But that's what I worry about, though, in some way. I was, you know, it's a tongue-in-cheek thing. I wouldn't actually want that. Um, <laughs> No yeah. one would. No one I would. I would maybe not. Not nah, necessarily. Fuck that shit. I make art just for me. I just like I share me with compliments or whatever. Don't know what they do. Probably criticize me. But like, um, so I do think there's the thing with the internet where it kind of you know filter bubbles you into kind of getting what you want, and then you get because what I love about comedy is making like a really dodgy joke work in front of everyone that kind of makes people laugh in spite of themselves. But you can kind of go down this other route where if everyone just likes you, like already, mm. then you can end up doing kind uh, of- like, new, new people are finding you all the time, man. What's that? New people are finding you all the time online. Like you're constantly in front of new people who've got no context for you. Like, you know, you've got constantly, I like, I've got people like all the time you in, like, in RAM watching like, my videos. Like, find out when you look at like the comment section on like certain right-wing lunatics youtube sure thing. sure like sure they're sure kind of fucking, they've sucked in like all this fucking yeah concentrated you can be aware of that but fucking sort of you create your own world. internet like you create yeah. your own thing so like if you want it to be a place where people who have different like you're sort of like your area of the internet if you want it to be a place where people have different opinions and fuck around with each other yeah, that yeah. is what will happen Right, that's what like uh, like my comment sections are like. That's what like, the chats on like my streams yeah. are like. People are nice. They take the piss. It's fun, yeah, yeah. right? But that you must be such that. an indictment. Like if you're looking at, because I don't have enough of an online following to really have any engagement with anyone. But like to look at your own comment stream and go, "Fuck, this is yeah, it's like a fingerprint of you." The sound people in man, like there's just people who yeah. love comedy. It's sick. Like yeah, I, I love them. And like that, that little core of people is like it's sick, and like that's what builds you, and that's what makes you know you're going in the right direction. Because yeah, yeah. like I don't have mad numbers, like you know I don't have mad numbers at all. But the passion of the people who do know about me and like uh, support me, combined with like the rate of growth, tells me I'm doing it right. So like you know that's why on my own now, fired my agent. Here we fucking go. Like, oh yeah, what you fired your agent, Rob? Well, we 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 mutually agreed he was fired. Um, oh, so yeah, like you know, I, I, look, I've got not, I've not really got anything bad to say about the guy. He, he's a real uh, he's a real worker. He really fucking tries, and he's really good at um, live booking. Um, he just doesn't really, for me, he didn't understand my internet career in the way I need, right? Because like, <coughs> my my career is as much online as it is in the clubs um, now. So yeah. I I need to, and and that's the direction that will carry everything else. So yeah, I need I needed management that would know that, and like I'm all right doing it myself. So just damn, yeah, yeah. I'll save that save that money. And like, does it lend itself to management like the internet? Because it seems to me it's like unless you've got maybe a collaborator more than a manager. 
yeah like but I, I think like you know there are there are uses to like agents and managers online in terms of like security like getting you those sort of deals with different companies or like you know if negotiating if you're working on content for a different company most of it i can just do myself though like if i want to contact someone to work with them i could just dm them it doesn't matter who it is yeah, yeah, exactly. like literally anyone that's what the internet does for creatives like um i've been holding back on it because like i don't know i've like you get that little bit of like shyness we like oh who am i to do it but i think i'm going to start, start taking some swings at some big names to get on this show because no one's doing out and like everyone i ask yeah, yeah, yeah. it literally everyone i ask is like yeah i'll do it i'm not doing yeah, anything else it sounds fucking, fun i haven't watched it yet but pope lonigan is a new actor yeah he, i've had him on here yeah he's now done his fucking but you were on it as well isn't it i went on yeah i went on his stream yeah, yeah with ari shafir yeah daddy is out on a different one yeah 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 and like <laughs> what the fuck that's yeah. nuts. He hasn't even done the comedian's comedian yet. Yeah, that's it, man. It's like you can just yeah, because everyone's fucking bored, <laughs> isn't it? How do you get Eddie Izzard on? How do you get Ari Shafir on? I think he just he met Ari at Edinburgh, so it, like, and Ari like just likes comics, isn't it? Like, you know, um, not a fan of basketball players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say not a fan of rapists, but let's not get into that. Well, yeah, man. Like, I ain't got enough evidence on that to come down either side. What I will say is uh, there's new episodes out of the Jordan documentary, and I am very excited to watch that today. Have you been watching that? No. Oh, on Netflix, there's been a, like, week by week, they're doing these, like, Michael Jordan documentaries. What's it called? I think it's called A Star Is Born. Is that the name of it? I don't know. I can't remember. It's fucking sick, though. They're really good. Uh, the last It's not just about Jordan, though. It's about yeah, that yeah. whole Bulls team. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Dennis Rodman's in it. And Dennis Rodman, like, you want to see what happened backstage with him. He's just fucking hilarious. This motherfucker was WCW champion, fucking part of, like, the best NBA team in history and his best friends with Kim Jong-un. Exactly, like, man. This guy has led a life. He was Madonna. Kanye before Kanye. He's Shaq Someone Madonna. Ask him if he's really... Shaq Madonna. Yeah, with his dick ring. <laughs> and his bright pink hair. Unreal, and uh, man. did he shout Jim Jeffries' ex? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Jim Jeffries has got a bit about that. But I think yeah. Dennis Rodman is a fucking amazing character, man. Like, what a fucking pioneer. Like, you know. Have just you seen like... the Bay story about how he broke his dick? No. It's quite funny. I imagine. I'll never do it justice here. Oh, man. Like, that, that, that is something I live in fear of, like, breaking my dick. That sounds horrific. I've done my banjo, but I've never, like, broken my dick. How would you break it? Well, like, like apparently, the... if you, like... You know, so like say like um say they're on top, right, and they go up a bit too far and it comes back they, they sort of come back you come out and then they hit, you know, you sort of hit the pubis oh. rather than going in again. You sort of go like dunk on the end. You, you must have had that happen. Well no, my girlfriend's legs aren't long enough to go up too far. <laughs> <laughs> You can bang it pretty bad, can't you? Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's how you do it. I think that's how you break it. Yeah, and it just snaps or something. There's well, I think like... I think it sort of goes like dunk. Yeah, like yeah. Sort of. yeah. I bet you like could that. Like, the... if you were Joe Rogan, you could fucking get you know pull up, pull up, <laughs> Jamie, so we can observe. I could definitely do a shared sc share screen, but YouTube will not be okay with that oh, do you have like content because like i was wondering about because there's all children on the internet isn't it and like do you do you try and modify your your like swearing or whatever no like i just no like the whole point of the internet is you can say what the fuck you want like yeah, yeah, yeah. but like if that's why i don't do tiktok because you have to yeah is, is tiktok more like 
and they ban loads of shit and it's not even just like swearing it's about certain types of content like anything about drugs they'll ban um anything about like there's too much about sex they ban so like what the fuck of my stand-up can i put up there so like i like youtube and twitter where just youtube and twitter are like can you try and not be nazis but if you are fine but it's yeah, you really just demonetized if you're like uh, swearing. And t- I heard it's not politically correct on YouTube. It's really hard to monetize. Yeah, but like the demonetizing thing is it's not even like you don't really make the money from adverts anymore, do you? you yeah. make- and I don't monetize anyway. And I don't. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to like have adverts on my shit because like, I just don't like having adverts and like I yeah, think you know no, if you're really big you can make a lot of money out of it but like I don't know like I think if I'm if I get big enough that I could make a lot of money out of it I'm sure I can make more by touring I don't know like I'll, I'll see how I go on that I'm not holding myself to that but like I love it I love it when a comedian's ego just flips inside out and you can see their five-year plan in front ah. of Mate, right. my, my, my five-year plan is world domination. Nah, like, uh, I just, mate, like, I don't have a five-year plan. I don't have a five-week plan. I just go, I know what I'm going forwards towards, and I don't know how long it'll rule take. Mine was your five-year plan, Rob. <laughs> Short memory. Nah. <laughs> nah, but, like, there, there is... I know what you mean, though, yeah. Like, it's just, just enjoy it. I think whenever I meet comedians who pissed off it's typically because they're not enjoying just being a comedian yeah man like yeah like, main thing, isn't it? like it's so easy I mean? to be chasing something and not realize what you've fucking got now oh, like that's life very buddhist in essence this conversation yeah guess what i was thinking the other day like i was thinking oh man i'm gonna be sad after lockdown because i won't be able to sit around doing what i want all day and then i thought oh wait yes i will because i'm a comedian <laughs> Do you know why lockdown's been really good for me in that sense? What was because that? for ages I've wished, actually, I've wished for something like this, perhaps without the fucking death rate. Oh, but like, mate, I wish yeah. for something where like, I wish the world would just stop mm-hmm. so I catch up on everything I need to catch up on. Yeah. And I'm here and I'm like, do you know what? I'm never going to catch up on this shit. This is life. It's an ongoing, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's an ongoing yeah, yeah, yeah. process. Like yeah. I'm never, sometimes like this to-do list will always never be empty. Exactly, like, yeah. like, you never finished. Like, don't you think though you would, that we needed a rest? Yeah. We've all been going. I'm just gonna have to accept that. Huh? Like we've all been going like nine, ten years, or Rob's yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eight, nine years. Yeah. And, and like, um, so like, I was thinking, like, I've been wanting to take a year off Edinburgh, mm. but I'm worried about losing my room and like mm-hmm. losing the the sheer experience of a, a month up there. How much better you get, all that sort of shit. But I think I needed it for like my my spirit, like just a bit of a breather. Yeah, I did need a rest, like, man. It's nice. Same, but one thing that annoys me about missing Edinburgh this year is just like if I wanted to miss Edinburgh, I wanted to do it on my terms. Like I wanted to enjoy all the things that I used to do before Edinburgh existed. Like go mm. to Notting Hill Carnival, go on fucking yeah, summer holidays, yeah, yeah, yeah. not spend the entire summer when the sun's out, anxious about the fact I'm sat in the garden drinking a beer with me top off. Like, yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. I want to be able to enjoy those moments. And like, I can still a little bit, but when you can't go on holiday, like I was meant to go on a stag do just before Edinburgh, that's canceled now probably. Like I can't quite enjoy the month of August the way I'd like to. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, but yeah. I think for me, I needed it to be someone else's decision. Yeah, like you would have gone mm. every year forever, innit? And yeah, like, I think I yeah, kind of did as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, cause I, like I, yeah. I, I, lo- I love Edinburgh and it's great. But I think this this is actually giving me quite a, a bit of clarity on it, and I don't think I will ever do a full run again. 
Like, oh, really? What? Yeah. Like, I, I'm I, not in its current form. Like, I'm hoping the festival will die back a bit. And I'm hoping this will be part of it. And, you know, and I hope a few of the old institutions don't come back from this, which is why I'm not part of that live comedy society, because there's plenty of groups in there that I hope don't survive. Um, so, <laughs> so, like, basically, I, I, I don't need to be there for a month i'm not like I, I like i like it but a month is too much and like i will go and do a week and experience the festival and have fun and then just do the rest of my tour and not have to spend thousands and not be the focus of my year and not have all of my artistic life revolve around every august just because other people say so so like i'm i want to i want to release a special every 18 months feels about right for me i don't want to do one every year See, yeah. I've, done, I've done that in certain senses where I've gone back to Edinburgh, I think, twice now with the same show. Mm. I don't like, want to do I that, just, though. Like, it just... I, I don't mind because it's like, a, for me, I'm still working on it. Mm. And for me, it, it's yeah, exactly, a, a yeah. longer process. But for me, I just like Edinburgh. For me, I make good money and it's a fucking carnival atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I enjoy Edinburgh because I don't give a fuck about the awardee side of it and the yeah yeah totally like, like you know i was you know, you know. I'm, I'm well out of all that and like you know i totally agree with you and there's a lot to be fun about it but it's just I, f- I felt for a long time like i feel like i'm fighting hard to change a thing that would be better changed by us just not like by people like me just not going for a bit well i don't know because I, I don't ever feel like it needs to change because my show goes well like that's how egocentric a comedian is. It's like, oh, how was Edinburgh? Well, my show was great. So yeah, was- I, had, I had a sick time last time as well. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, I, was- so I, I kind of see it like, oh, all that shit will go on. Like, but I really love, mm. like, you've got a nice room. Free sick phone, room. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I fucking love it, man. Like, mm. it's just such a pleasure to do. And like, if I, if I made the decision not to go, I think I'd spend all the time, instead of worrying about Edinburgh, I'd be worrying about the decision to not go. Yeah. Whereas in this context, it's like, I can't go. Mm. I can't. There's so much I can't do. Like, and it's nice. I, I like having, because when you're self-employed. There's no FOMO, is there? Like, well, it's, it's, it's fucking, as a self-employed person, the burden of it is like complete responsibility over mm. your life. Like when people don't understand how much control over our lives we have, it's appalling. Like, you know, and like, that's a burden in as much as it is a, a blessing, yeah. you know. And like having this time off to just fucking play computer games, man. Fuck. And I'm doing writing and that, but I'm not even, I'm not writing with a sense of Edinburgh in my head. I'm just writing whatever fancy writing. It's good, I, man. And it's, 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 it's a nice, I'm enjoying it as a, as a, as a moment, but I'm also yeah. really looking forward to getting back on stage and all that shit as well. Yeah. No, I think that's, that, that's really important, man. And like taking it for that. And like, that's the thing I didn't do at first that I'm trying to do a bit more. I, 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 I slammed into lockdown like a hundred miles an hour. Cause I, my sort of stress response is like, do more. So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I was, I started off like I was doing three uh, podcasts and uh, videos as well as uh, six <laughs> episodes of this and uh streaming every day was what i was doing so i was on i was on i was 
I was doing like 14, 16 hour days just sat in my office here and it was horrible and I was I was burning out. So like now I've wound it way down and I'm just not taking putting any pressure on myself. And if something doesn't come out on a day, it doesn't fucking come out. Like, you know, there's loads of shit for you to watch, right? No one can no one can look at what I'm doing and go, he's not doing enough shit. Uh... So like I'm just trying to tell myself that. Cause like I hold myself to a way way ridiculous standard uh, that you know no one else would, and I wouldn't with mates, and I keep sending texts to mates who are like stressed and like oh, i don't think i'm doing enough i'm like dude just chill like the world's yeah, locked yeah. down take some time to just chill it doesn't matter if a video doesn't yeah. come out no one's gonna even notice like three dude, people you know like even if, even if you spent the whole of lockdown just chilling out and relaxing that i reckon would be good for your comedy like yeah. even if you just do that if you can come out of this kind of thing a bit more relaxed like my brain feels good like i've done a few things Weirdly, I did this just before lockdown. I got a fucking feed blocker for Facebook. <laughs> Mate, it's the fucking best thing in the world. Like, you just don't see the newsfeed and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm like totally, I'm like out at the moment. Yeah. I'm not That's even genius. Date with all the fucking, you know, uh, who's annoyed with who. Yeah. So whatever is going on. And like, I can feel my brain decompressing from the whole thing. Yeah, like my, my, my plan with like social media is definitely like not good for you, especially like to the extent yeah. that I am on it. Cause like I have to be, it's my whole fucking life and job. Yeah. So like my, my genuine plan is I want for the next couple of years to use social media so aggressively and so hard and do so <laughs> much that in a couple of years I can afford to pay, maybe even not a couple of years, as soon as I fucking can, I want to be able yeah. to just pay someone to do all my social media for me and just delete the apps and basically yeah. I want someone that I can text, hey mate can you tweet this for me and send, text them a tweet yeah. they put it on Twitter and then I never see anything you else. also then like about 20 minutes later text him and go hey mate can you check how many retweets i got on my tweet please? no like I don't, I might have to, <laughs> that's the problem i would have to tell them like i'm not allowed i'm not allowed to you check just up do that 10 minutes ago you do know if, if you had to mate, do I'm awful all for that through a person you would so quickly realize how unhealthy it is that's it that's that's i think that, that detachment would help is. mate the can amount i likes on my instagram post please like oh, why mate it's nuts. Worst thing I did was um, getting the uh, YouTube analytics app on my phone, right? Because like when um, my, my special had a bit of a, a growth spurt of views and like yeah, it got yeah. 3,000 views in a day. And nice. Like that day, I was just sat on my phone just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, but that's not helpful. That's not useful. That's not doing anything. That's just me like basically sat there like sucking myself off all day and I just couldn't <laughs> stop looking at cool, it. cool, man. Take that win, man, like because it's nice... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a bit of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I did. I went the other way with my my special. I, I think it is useful. Uh, what was that? Yeah. Oh, I said I think it is useful. Yeah. You didn't sit there and look at that and sort of wallow in it a little bit. Well, not wallow, but like sort of fucking, I don't know, fucking bathe yourself in it. It wouldn't kick. It wouldn't spur you on to continue throwing out and doing as much stuff as you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe I needed that like win. Definitely. I think. Just, yeah. Imagine, yeah, if you just fucking had like seven views on everything, yeah. you'd either fucking have killed yourself by now, or you wouldn't be doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah probably. To my YouTube, fucking hell. I'm in the hundreds. God damn Mate, it. We're all, like we're on the hundreds. Like that's fine. Like most of my yeah. videos are like around there. Like but you got to think like people get so you because you see so many videos that have like millions online. Because if you're watching yeah, stuff yeah. like that all the time, because that's that's what's pushed to you. 
but you've got to just like build for the long term. The way I look at online stuff is I, I, I try not to like I, I pay attention to how things do in terms of are people watching this? Is there something I did wrong with maybe like the thumbnail or something that means people aren't looking at it? I look at I look at it for that, but I'm not really asked about the numbers because the numbers will come right like yeah. it doesn't really matter if uh if, if 300 people watch a video if 60 people watch it doesn't really matter so i'm just sort of leaving things there for eventually when something bangs and blows up people find yeah. all this other good stuff i've made so and that then it all it's all there forever so it's just like That's this library thing. you've built so, yeah so long as you're making stuff you like this is it. I yeah, like. It's, it's worth it, isn't it? This is what I'm uh, doing with this podcast. Like, I'm not always getting people on who have any sort of profile. You two, uh, <laughs> like, but I, I just want to get people on who I think are funny and who I want to talk to because, there like, I think go. that that'll stand the test of time better. Like, I'm getting on my yeah, my actual friends. Successful. I'll be like, can I get back on the podcast? And you'd be like, I'm sorry, Jay, your numbers aren't really. I mean, like, to be honest, your numbers aren't really good enough for my channel now. Like... No. <laughs> Like, I mean, my, my Instagram's all right. I've got like a thousand on there or whatever. So, man, but, and the first ones are the hardest. And that, that, is, that isn't yeah. patronizing our trait. It is just true. It, uh, online growth is exponential because as more people uh, follow you, more people see it. So there's more people to share yeah, it. So there's yeah, more yeah. to like grow. You just so, got to hang in there, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and just, stuff out. just if, you, if you're making yeah. funny stuff, just keep making it. Like, oh, dude, like I'm getting two a video every two days out on Instagram. That's great, man. That's great. I'm like, I'm That's like prodigious. Videos behind on Facebook, so I'm posting. Good man. Like I've got two months worth for Facebook, so I'm just doing all that shit, which is kind of fun. It's yeah. nice because it reminds you of doing stand up as well. When I'm editing out the clips from Edinburgh and shit. I did have one night where I oh, had yeah, to stop. I I was editing a clip out of my special for like promo and I had to just stop. Like, uh, like it just really made me too sad one night. Like most nights is, you know, it's good. But like one night I was like, huh. so like, and that's the thing that might make me come back to Edinburgh, you know, is I love that room so much. Like, oh, you've got to do it, man. You've got to come back for the first one back after fucking COVID. I might, I look, I'm, I'm undecided is how I would put it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I need the Edinburgh Fringe at all, but I do enjoy it, so. Do you not think you do though? Because like, so my thing with Edinburgh has always been, I think like American comedians are better than us because they do like the headliners do like an hour in the clubs. Yeah, 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 totally. And, and in our in our culture, maybe you do half hour closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But typically, it's twenty twenty five everywhere, and you don't learn to be like a beast, beast like a David Tell destroyer for an mm. hour. And like Edinburgh is the only place where you fucking get to do. What the Americans do for a month, yeah. like, and I, I may unless you're touring or whatever. But even like a British tour, is like you you're doing your own crowd, whereas like an American touring club comic is doing an hour, but he's following free beasts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then they're they're getting even better on top to close after, you know, free good supports or whatever. Yeah, like, totally. I, I just think for Ed Edinburgh, just to me, it's like that's the closest place I get to do the sort of stand up I aspire mm. to do. You know what I mean? What do you say, Raul? Oh, just pretty much going to sort of say the same thing. Like, you can do that in Edinburgh. Like, we, mm. we feel the need because we have some sort of dipping of a toe into, like, this artistic side and the awards and all that shit. Like, it's got to have a narrative and some fucking story. But, like, you can do it. Like, last year, the funniest show I've ever done at Edinburgh was last year when I did Raul Coley's Greatest Hits. Yeah. And there was no fucking plan. I just did an hour of crowd work and just my best jokes from the yeah, club circuit. Man. And that undoubtedly made me a better comedian 
yeah. than any of my previous yeah. Edinburgh shows. Like, um, that was my plan for this year was for my late show to do exactly that crowd work and then any any old shit that fits. Yeah, I, I, I was going like to do a crowd work hour, hour man. Yeah, I, like the... yeah. I, I, had, I had applied this year to do an hour of crowd work like, and just do that every day. And that is something I could only do at Edinburgh. So that I do want to go do. And like my special was that I, I filmed it at Edinburgh in my room uh, last last year. Like you know, I just did an hour of stand up. I didn't fuck about, and it was great. And like that hour did get tight as fuck. And like the only reason I I think Edinburgh is useful to me, like you know, it and, it, and I don't think things have to be useful. This isn't necessarily denigrating Edinburgh. You know, it doesn't have to be useful. Just being great is enough for me. But the only reason I think it's like useful is to like run in a show. So like I don't I don't give a fuck about turning up at Edinburgh with the finished show. I, I will turn up with a fucking funny show, but like it's a, it's always alive and it's always working. You know it's always changing. So by the end of the festival, that show should be fucking shit. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like that's I mean, how I filmed my festival. Filmed think it. Americans get anywhere as good as Edinburgh. Mm. Just for really that final good. running. Yeah, because we get to do as well. I think it's really good, like because you know Edinburgh audiences are slightly low, lower energy than like a Saturday night audience. Mm. So you learn, I think, at Edinburgh, this kind of like just a real. It's like it's like lifting with or climbing with a fucking weight vest on or running with a weight yeah, vest. Yeah, yeah. So you get that extra difficulty level, and I I know like every time I do Edinburgh, I have to tune myself back into what Edinburgh vibes are. Yeah, and you kind of build from there. And I think I think I just learned so much there, man. Like every every time, definitely. It's been it's been like I, I see it as like a boot camp for comedy. And like yeah. if you're a new comedian, there's nowhere better to be. Like I, I I had huge lessons from Edinburgh, and like just doing a month where I would do like uh, I I did one uh, one Edinburgh. I did 133 shows in 27 days. <laughs> like you know that's gonna right. make you better because i like i would go yeah. you know i would go do one show where right i'm comparing a room at 12 p.m and there's seven germans right now uh, i'm in front of 38 students now i'm in front of uh, a load of people on a stag do now i'm in front of like people from this country and you just in different rooms yeah. with different audiences all day and it's just that is the what you need Somebody to learn. Shuffle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you get just different vibes in every room. One room you'll go in and it'll be like, this is this is the dark, horrible, dirty shit, midnight drunk room. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was and those are the ones where I flourish. Fat Penguin Late Show. Oh, yes. Like I've had some of the best nights of my life at the Fat Penguin Late Show at Edinburgh. <laughs> I love it. Like you know, I've been, I've been doing it for fucking years now, yeah. aren't I? I love that show so much. It's brilliant. It, I, I even I think that's the show that keeps me going back more than the the, the solos because I love the solos but the late show it's like it's got its own little core of Edinburgh followers and yeah that. and like especially like my first uh, full run at Edinburgh it was like that was my community was sort of based around that show yeah, yeah, you know yeah. we'd all just meet up at that show and do it and we'd all do massize jokes and yeah. like you know we'd all hang out there and it was it was great yeah Dude, can I put something on the record? Like, no, no hang is as good as the Banshee Labyrinth for late night drinking. Yeah. All this fucking Brooks Bar, fucking Abattoir, fucking Loft Bar bollocks. Nah. I like Counting House uh, Courtyard. Counting House Courtyard's good. Because oh, you can smoke weed, don't it? You yeah, 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 yeah. Roll up joints at the back yeah. of that. Nobody yeah, sees a thing. Man. I was, I'm out there with well, my pipe. <laughs> speaking of the Counting House, can I take this opportunity to publicly apologise to you? For, uh, smoking the vapor. Wasn't my show. It was my show. Out of your show. It was my show. 
It was your show as well, but I don't want to apologize to you. I just <laughs> because no, the reason I don't want to apologize to Rob is because him and Sam, uh, Sam Gore. Gore, had the most fun fucking show on the fucking you know on the stage out in the courtyard where they dragged their whole. Oh audience. yeah, it was amazing, man. They did all that, and then Rob was buzzing for like two hours <laughs> afterwards. The greatest moment of my life, and then I spotted you on your fucking crutches. I said, how's it going, Raul? And it's like, oh, I just had to leave my show because someone set off the fire alarm. <laughs> it looked all sad. <laughs> I had to go down three flights of stairs and I uh... fucking locked in the countdown, didn't I? My fucking crutches. Yeah, this is when Raul like, you know, broken your ankle out. or some shit, hadn't you? Yeah, I, got pit- I did Richard Heron's Leicester Square podcast in York and I was so buzzing about the fact that I'd actually managed to get on it because I was a fucking, still am a nobody. That's amazing. Uh, that I got That's absolutely nice. hammered through the day. And I, um, I remember, this was the fucking painful irony of it. I remember as I got off the train coming from Newcastle, it was ladies' day and I was going through York and I was looking at all the ladies in the stilettos like slipping over on the cobbles. I was like, one of you fucking idiots is going to fall over, roll over on your ankle later, you fucking dumb bins. Fucking, I don't remember anything. The next day there's a tennis ball in my ankle and I can't walk. I'm like, how? How did this happen? <laughs> you know, the worst thing about those crutches was the amount of times I try to fly it, the Counting House Courtyard, and I go up to some fucking middle group, because the second week, I went down to one crutch, because I was better, I go up to some fucking big group of middle class, fucking upper class students at Edinburgh University, sat around, excuse me guys, and before I could sell my show, they'd be like, sorry mate, we've got no change. <laughs> to be fair, I, I saw Raul at that festival. Yeah, 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 no, it was even more raggedy than that, you were like looking <laughs> crazy homeless that festival, like, I've got to say. shows a day, and I was like, there were 12 hour days, so I just wasn't sleeping either. And I was getting fucking hammered no, every night. You were just like this, yeah, this just this this uh, this ghost with an aura of booze. Like, <laughs> like, you know, me too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I wasn't like clean living through these festivals. Like, I have to say, the Edinburgh Festival is responsible for the greatest times of my life. Like, there are, there are two months I did at the Edinburgh Festival full runs where I was single. And they are the two greatest months of my life. I, I Honestly, I watched the Motley Crue uh, by biopic and there was a bit in it where they show a day in the life of tommy lee when he was in the band and it finished and i was like if you replace those groupies with drama students i have done that exact time whilst i was at the edinburgh festival (laughs) (laughs) yeah Ah, it is a beautiful thing it'll be back it's just you know i hope some of like the big companies that just leech it just die during this you know, I hope the people are involved are all right. I don't wish anyone any personal ill. But Can you imagine how much fucking money has been lost by some of these people? Oh man, like, the Airbnb man, landlords. I can't get my head round. Like, say you're just someone who rents out a shitty fucking student building for like the fringe, like the pleasants and all that. Like the fucking scale of the money they're losing, they must their whole fucking financial plan for every year is based on that fucking month. Yeah. For the whole, because people think, oh, they're going to lose a lot of money over the month. But the whole of Edinburgh's economy is based on the money they make in that month. Yeah. Sorry, I was yeah. just smiling too much at landlords losing money. But, uh, you know, that, <laughs> that, there are some people I care about who'll lose money as well. Oh, yeah, but like literally the whole, the whole fucking city, but the landlords. Mm-hmm. Because that's easy money for them, isn't it? It's like they just like they fucking... just print money. It's just they like just they just own money, shit, so they get money. It's so that... What do they do now? Like, if you're an Edinburgh landlord, your bonus is fucked, isn't it? It's like it's done. Oh, mate, I, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so happy. Thank you for giving us a bit of good news. Because uh, <laughs> like, 
cry me a fucking river like that is like you know someone who just pulling their dick out of my ass and complaining that you know it was a little bit too tight for them actually like they've been <laughs> fucking me for years i could not give a shit like i said like oh edinburgh landlords are gonna lose money Boo! oh no oh no what next our oh, pedophiles are gonna have a bad birthday party fuck off couldn't give a shit you reckon they're gonna dig the, up the rents next year though well if they do they i'm not going that... fucking reimbursing yeah this is what i'm talking about with why it needs to die back a bit though it's not the things that are beautiful about the festival they'll never stop hopefully i don't think they can That's be stopped the it's it's the it's the the vultures around it if they they need reining in because it can't continue otherwise because then the, that will kill the festival because it but it's almost like the festival depends on the vultures and the vultures depend on the festival because it's mm. like if it didn't have all that nonsense like that big pr bollocks and the the awards and the fucking this that and the other then you wouldn't get that thing where there's so many people in the city that a fucking open micer can do a decent poster and get 40 people to come to a show every day like because it, it's just that it's the fact that it's so bloated and fucking ridiculous that means like i remember my first solo in a way show, but it's it's too open micer and i fucking fill the room every day yeah you can do if you've got hustle and a good flyer and it's nuts and i but i don't think you could do that with if if it scaled back it would kind Mm. of you'd lose that i'm not talking about scaling back i'm i'm talking about financially scaling back right like and maybe and maybe in terms of like in terms of the uh, in terms of scaling back a lot i'm obviously not talking about i'm hoping fewer people go i'm hoping more people Uh are able to go because they can afford it because it's so expensive like you must have noticed it last year it was noticeably quieter it's so crazy expensive. Not my now. show, mate. <laughs> on the streets, mate. Inside Opium 720 when this boy's on. Fucking yeah, ramble, exactly, lads. You know. call, call the fire department. This best can't be safe. Yet, I thought best friends yet. Mate, I had my best friends yet, but most Ram, people though. had a shit one. Ram, every night, stormed it. Every night. No, I had my best friends yet, but numbers were... No, numbers have been getting noticeably smaller. I think just on the streets. The on the streets, you can feel it. Cowgate is not as rammed in the day. It's just not. Yeah, but I also think it's a bit of to and fro as well because, like, on certain senses, like the first, the first year I did the fringe, I applied. I'd done like ten gigs, and I managed to get the bus at ten thirty p.m. in the Three Sisters, like off of no CV. But like three <laughs> years later, when I had a bit of a CV, I got like six dates and no more. I couldn't get a full run in the county house. But that year, you had like people like Ari Shafir and shit, like. Mm. Uh, applying so there is yeah. like a i don't know a fucking equilibrium i was thinking the free fringe eventually would probably have more famous acts on it than non-famous because it's like i remember was it fucking that, that big fuck off room in the uh in liquid rooms the fucking warehouse it's like mm. 400 seats if you're famous doing that every day with a bucket you know that's how you that, make money at the fringe all the money on the fucking and it's a great room like mm. why do you Shit, all your money up the wall in the fucking pleasants. But I know them- people are dumb because people are dumb and they're stuck in the old ways and they still want to do the old method. They what they think that the way you get success in comedy is still to go and get drunk in Brooks Bar and suck off a TV producer, like or like grease them in with a PR into coming into your show and giving you a review, so you end up on a fucking panel show that no cunt watches and it goes nowhere anymore. Like it's just it's just unnecessary. There's all those steps are so unnecessary now. You just make all, all the steps are now is make Make some shit, give it to people. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you just don't need all that fucking like industry bullshit that I've always hated, and I'm fucking delighted to watch it crumble. 
<laughs> for a lad who literally just a fucking hour ago said he would suck off somebody for paying him a hundred grand a month, like some of those yeah, TV yeah, yeah. producers could get you that sort of thing. Well, if they can, we'll fucking talk. One, one <laughs> Sorry. Huh? I thought I thought we haggled Rob down to a one-off payment of a hundred grand, not even a monthly. Well, I'll leave it you as... for a one-off payment of twenty grand. It depends who it was. That's meant to be the FIFA Live at Apollo, but I don't know who produces that, and I don't know. What uh, I think it's, it's, like. it, it's gone down as well. Seventeen thousand, uh, I think. Oh, has it? Well, you 17. get more if you host it. Man, I'd suck off a good for seventeen grand. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really got anything to spend money on at the moment, like so. I'd probably, yeah. I'd probably be less likely to. Like, uh, I think at the moment, like I'm, I'm, I'm not as vulnerable as as usual to offers of you know filleting for cash. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'd have done it for a couple of pints two years ago. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, yeah, if you'd caught me in my drinking days, like, you might have yeah. just got it for free if I'd had the wrong concoction that evening. <laughs> like, I, I, I was fucking all over the place. Uh, but, you know, all better now. I'm clean living and all that shit. But you know what, like, lads, um, I think we should just about wrap this up because it's, uh, it's nearly six. We've done ages. This has been great. I've really enjoyed speaking to you. Uh, hour and a half, a bit more than that. Cool, man. Yeah, it's beauty. Like, um, I've really enjoyed it, lads, and come back on. Uh, it's been great having you. Before we go, though, like, we'll go around, tell people about yourself, where they can watch you, uh, you know, anything you want to plug. Uh, if you want to say any crazy shit, go for it. Uh, but I'll start with you, Jay. All right, so you can go to my website, jhandley.com. On that, there is an entire show I did called White Jesus, which is good. You should watch that. How did you come up with the title, Jay? What's that? How did you come up with the title? So I started doing gigs on the urban circuit a few years ago. And uh, the first one I did, it was, a, you know, Junior Booker? Yeah, I do, yeah. His show uh, in Brixton. And I had a really good gig, and it was cool. I was, like, chatting to people afterwards. And then this, uh, this girl just went, hey, white Jesus, can I get you a drink? And I was like, yeah, sound, of course you can, cool. And then she just kept calling me White Jesus, so I thought I'll take that and make a show title out of it. Uh, I was I was joking because it's really obvious where it come from because you look like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was earnest. Really in- hard to get new ones on fucking webcam. I know, man. <laughs> no, I was really. I was like, oh, there is a story. Fuck it, I'll just sit here and there listen is a to story. it. Story, Jesus Christ, man! I wouldn't just call myself that, like some kind of supremacist you've been doing you've been you've been you've been doing jokes about looking like white jesus forever though i did actually i did a a white jesusy bit but i never actively used the name or title sure uh, you've never claimed to actually be jesus i want to make that clear that's fine i have to to tell people i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i insist on it (laughs) so carry on anyway so that's on your website on our website there jhandley.com and also, I'm on Instagram, do two, a video every two days, like bite-sized banter, which is just me doing crowd work. And uh, that's about it, really, I guess. Yeah, check me out. Awesome, man. Yeah, and do, like, they're funny, man. So, uh, yeah, uh, do come back on. That'll be great. And, uh, yeah, Raul, tell them about yourself, mate. Uh, I can go on my website, www.raulcurley.com, R-A-U-L-K-O-H-L-I.com, or my YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, it's the same. It's at Raul Curley Comic. Uh, on YouTube, I've got loads of stand-up videos. I'm going to be producing a video soon. I'm just getting the animation done. My friend's doing it about why uh, the moral implications of uh, Saudi Arabia taking over Newcastle United. I've got a series coming out called Geordie Law, my special from 2018. All my heroes are dead in jail or touch up your nan, which if you like that sort of social commentary stuff, uh, it's a stand-up special about that. It was award-nominated. And i got a podcast on BBC Sounds called Comic Sanskrit, which is about Hinduism. 
There you go. Loads of ways to check you out, man. That's awesome. Good stuff. Like, well rattled through. Like, well remembered. I've, I've got to write all the things I do down on a board in front of me for when I do the end of episodes. So like, you have fucking seven bong hits a stream, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm at half a suit. <laughs> Mate, like, my consumption has been through the fucking roof during lockdown. <laughs> Nothing to do. It's lockdown rules, man. If I want to have one with breakfast, I'm doing it. Like, uh... And also, it's been 420 for, like, the entire month, hasn't it? Exactly, mate. And, like, actual 420 was dog shit because I was locked inside. It just made me sad. So, like... How gotten is it? It was so buzzing for this month for, like, an eternity. I know, man. Like, this is the only year it was possible. And, like, I also forgot it was for actual 420 when I was booking this show. So I booked three people who don't smoke weed. And then I think... <laughs> And, and then I forgot to smoke on the minute because I was talking to them. So, like, I fucked it. Absolutely fucked it. Um, which, you know, I think is in some ways in honour of the festival. That I, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you have enjoyed this and you've been watching it, if you've got some money still, you're still working, then donate some money to the Trussell Trust. There's been a little tracker going across the bottom, but there's a link underneath this video uh, if you want to sling them some money. That would be really appreciated. They're doing great work uh, giving meals to people who desperately need them at the moment. So please do that. Uh, if you want to watch some stand-up comedy, my stand-up special, Too Big to Fail, a link will be popping up in a second. You can watch that. It's very funny indeed. Nearly at 25,000 views, so give that a watch so I can get over that arbitrary milestone so I can do a tweet about it. And um, I'm on Twitch occasionally when I can be asked. Uh, if you listen into this as a podcast, give it a five-star review, share it about. Check out my other podcast. Rob Mulholland has an opinion also available on YouTube as videos. My website is robcomedy.co.uk. You can sign up to my mailing list there to find out everything about me on there. Follow me on social media. Fuck me, I'm bored of saying all that shit. Uh, but I'll be back again tomorrow. Who have I got tomorrow? I can't remember. I haven't written it down on my board, but it'll be funny, I promise you. Uh, but in the meantime, this has been awesome. Lovely to see you guys, and we'll chat again soon. Uh, in the meantime, this has been Living La Vida Lockdown. See you later. Goodbye.